For this command is a lamp, this teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6.23 Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International, True Vine Cathedral, as he brings you the pure unadulterated word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down to earth and full of wisdom, and will refresh energize and bring healing to your body and soul listen to the word of god i think you can clap better than this i believe we can honor god with our presence amen amen turn to your neighbor and tell them i'm happy to be here with you at a wedding I am planning to come for yours very soon I am suspecting your wedding is happening this year this year Amen Let us pray Father thank you so very much for bringing us together like this Bless us as we hear your word in Jesus name Amen You may be seated I want to welcome Richard and Lizzie. These are, these are two people who are part of us. Richard is one of our missionaries at Mankranzo, building a church there. And Lizzie's our own chorister right here in this house. I believe that the choristers they will finish one day. They will all marry and finish. Yes. But as you marry and your stomach comes, don't stop singing. Amen. Well, um, I'm happy to be here this morning one more time to share the word of God. And this year is our year of serving God. Amen. I did hear a good amen. And so all my messages this year are directed towards serving God. This whole year, everything I will preach is about that. Serving God, the effects, the reasons, the fruits, and something about it. This month of March, we're in March. Yes, first March. This month of March, our subject is teamwork. It's teamwork. How to work as a team. Oh, yeah. Only the choir is clapping. Yeah. Because working together requires teamwork. And also today, it is very appropriate because Richard and Lizzie are going to form a new team. It's a family, but it's a team also. So they also must work together and stay committed and focused as a team on the things that are coming ahead of them. And so this morning, as I'm preaching, I am preaching to them and to you also. Amen. Amen. And all of us are also a part of something. Um, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And verse 40. It says, God, having provided some better thing for us, this is the last verse 
in Hebrews chapter 11 where he has gone through all the heroes of faith those who were successful and those who also died without seeing the promise Paul has taken his time to show us what faith is and its value and then he ends with this scripture that God having provided some better things or something better for us that they without us should not be made perfect amen it means that um, no matter who you are or what you are doing you need me and I also need you because without me you cannot be perfect you cannot be complete in what you are doing and me also without you I will not be complete are you here this morning tell your neighbor my neighbor I am sorry to announce to you that you need me sometimes you don't like me sometimes I irritate you or I annoy you tell them I am sorry to announce again you need me hey it's true sometimes people feel that oh I can make it on my own tell somebody is a big deception we are designed as people to be in need of each other and so God has given us a scripture to make it clear to us that by ourselves alone we shall not be made perfect and that is why this morning Richard has spent money to join himself to somebody and he was saying that without her I cannot be happy again hey. he was happy ah, since he was born now without her he cannot be happy and it's because God has prepared a better thing ahead hallelujah and so this morning you need to have a guiding principle in your life that without people you are incomplete without people you are you are not able to achieve what you might have been able to achieve you will always come a little bit short working by yourself than you would with other people but in the same way also um, Satan knows that when we come together we become very powerful he knows that and that is why one of Satan's greatest um, activities is to separate people and cause separation division and divorce that is why there's so much fighting and conflict everywhere that is the handwriting of Satan to cause separation and to cause division amen I didn't hear a good amen, amen. and so this morning part of my assignment is to reveal to you the workings of Satan in our midst um, Paul says in 2nd Corinthians chapter 2 that we are not ignorant of his devices Satan is not a new person who has just appeared I mean Satan did not just appear recently in our areas he has been around for many many years and he has been doing what he has been doing for many many years and so people have over time seen how this guy works they have seen how Satan operates in our midst and so this morning I also want to show you something that he's doing in our midst are you here this morning are you here this morning 
And so three ways that Satan attempts to break our unity and spoil our teamwork. Three ways by which Satan will bring divorce. Three ways by which Satan will break a church. Three ways by which Satan will cause two friends to stop working together. Three ways. Are you here this morning? Number one, by sowing doubts. By sowing doubts. Turn to Genesis. Genesis chapter 3. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Are you with me? And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, Ye shall not eat of the fruit of this this is the beginning of the signs of a bad person because according to the bible we have been reading god had told adam and eve that you shall not eat of this tree god had told them and it was written in the bible that we have also we here in ghana we have also seen and heard that god told them that don't eat of this tree how many know that god told them don't eat raise your hand you know Oh, let me see your hand. You know, God said, don't eat of the tree. You know. So if God had said it, and even we here cry, Kumasi, we know this. How come now Satan is coming from somewhere to ask you, has God said? When we know God has said. We know God has said. Now he's asking, has God said? You see, that's a bad person talking to you right now. That's a bad person talking to you. Because something that we know is true. Now he's coming to ask you the question. Is it true? Is it true? He's not coming to test you and sow a seed into your mind. Amen. And so people will come and talk to you. And they will ask you, but you, your pastor, is he a good man? Hey, I'm preaching this morning to somebody here. They will ask you something. That your pastor, is he a good man? Is he correct? They will ask you, are you in a good church? Is your church a good church? Is your church a good church? Is it a good church? Why do you have to ask me at all? Why are you asking me, is my church a good church? Do you know that some men are not correct? Some pastors chase girls. Do you know that? You know. We all know. So why do you have to say it to me right now? Why do you have to come and ask me a question making me doubt the things that I know because we know are you here this morning we know that you are in a good church otherwise you now nah, you'd have left by now you yourself would have gone by now if you're in a bad place wouldn't you have gone by yourself nobody has to tell you that this is a bad place or a good place are you a child ask your neighbor are you a child tap your neighbor ask me how old are you are you under 35 35 and under is a child yes why does somebody have to come and tell you something that you can see clearly for yourself amen and so 
when you are there like that satan then comes and he comes to ask you a question that you listen do you think they like in the choir i don't think he likes you the way he sits by his wife always doesn't sit by you like that and he's now sowing a seed of doubt in your mind amen something that should be clear to us one of the most amazing things that i find is when satan comes to a young man and he tells him are you sure you're a man you could be a girl oh. you could be a girl and then some boys who don't like football don't like climbing trees don't like uh, playing rough in the bible there were two kinds of men there was esau a man of the fields and a hunter and there was jacob a quiet man a plain man a man of the tents and so when devil comes and says you look at you i think you are girlish you see i think you have a bit of a shape as a girl you know girls have a shape you're a bit plum i think you could be a girl you know and your voice is a bit high some boys have high voices but it's not true and, and your voice is i mean you don't have a voice like jack toronto your, your voice is and so he says that i i think i think you're a bit soft you're a bit soft then he says i mean when you're work, you know boys have a way of working they work but you work gently you, you're a gentleman so you work gently this then you say are you sure you are a boy if you are a fool and you listen you will say i'm not sure and then you will end up becoming a homosexual something that is clear to you the day you were born when you were born the doctor took you by the leg and said hey madam you have a son he didn't say you have a something he said you have a son they said it when you were born they held you by the legs and they shook you for the whole world to see look oh look it's a boy you can see the signs are there it's a boy now that you are a grown man a devil has come to talk to you are you sure you are a boy making you now become suspicious in the same way when you are belonging to a very good church he will come and ask you a question in the same way when you are married to a very good man or to a very good wife then one day they come and ask your wife your husband are you sure he loves you the way he looks at the other girls he's working with his secretary how he he buys her chocolate at lunchtime does he buy chocolate like that and they are sowing a seed of doubts in your mind it's satan i said it's satan amen and if anybody ever comes to you to ask you a question that you know the answer at one step back and say hey i have seen one <laughs> i have seen one of the people that are in the bible the one jesus said get behind me satan i've seen a second one you to get behind me satan you are coming to speak like an accuser to sow a seed of doubt in my mind something that i believe in my heart no listen one of the most amazing things is that a man will get up take a trotro or taxi go to from his house to a girl's house he will go once he will go about 10 or 20 or 50 times he will spend how many months chasing a girl going calling sending texts whatsapp visiting trying to get there he'll 
friends that they talk to her for me. He will go to great efforts. Then you go and save money. Then you go and collect money, buy schnapps, buy what again? <laughs> Cloth, tomato, portmanteau. <laughs> what, what did you buy for her? Eh? Bible. You bought a Bible. She has a Bible. You say buy another one, which she won't use to. And then other, you buy things. And then you go and buy drinks. All to show her you love her. And then you have, look at us. You have gone to bring nice grown-ups. They've come from somewhere. This is not their church. They've taken a taxi car to come here to our church. Just because of you. And then one day you ask her, do you love me? Ah. Ah. After we have proved it. After we have declared it. Everybody will hear you today. You will say before all of us, I certainly do. Do you take it? I said, who will hear it? And then after three years, Satan will come and say something into your ear. I, I think I made a mistake. It's not a mistake at all. A doubt has come into your head. A devil has talked to you. A devil, a, a demon has come and sat on your shoulder and is whispering, Charlie, I've seen a more beautiful girl in town. Oh. This one crowd, this day, she doesn't smile at you. She smiles more at her former pa- I see. Ah, I know. She likes Pastor Reggie before you came. I, I know. I know. But you didn't, you didn't propose. But you proposed. And you were like last, last resort. And a devil is talking to you. Sowing doubt in your ears. Something you know clearly. You know for a fact. Ah, I, how can two friends suddenly stop working together? We have been friends for years. And then something will happen. Then they stop working together. A devil has come between them to sow confusion, to sow doubt in their ear. I'm no longer sure. I'm no longer sure of my church. I'm no longer sure of my pastor. You're not sure of your pastor. When you were confused in the night and you called the pastor, he came. When you were very, very uncertain about life, you were committing things of suicide, he came. When you had financial problems, he was there. When you were looking for a school, no admission, he went with you to help you. All the things your pastor has done for you, plus praying for you that you don't know about. This morning, you get up, I'm not sure about my pastor. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he likes me. I'm not sure that it's a good church. You know, I, I've seen one or two things these days the pastors are all wearing black it's a cultic sign these days uh, these days i've heard that this church the men all go for meetings they are there uh, sunday in the night they are there what are they doing sunday night sunday night and ordinary men have gone home what are they doing i i think they are doing some rites and rituals after all you have seen and enjoyed now you are letting somebody speak doubt into your ear tell somebody no it cannot be the case amen it cannot be the case hallelujah today listen i'll just give you one more because they are waiting for me i can see he's looking at me richard is looking at me he said that look look not today not today not what our sermon today and i agree with you i agree with you there are three three keys i'm giving you today one is doubt another is fear and the third is confusion 
let me use confusion just for the sake of time and then we we end here confusion hallelujah confusion confusion is when you are unsure like doubts you are unsure you are you are um, the way is is chaotic it means things are mixed up there's nothing clear about it there's a, a, a mixing of things when you have arranged your shoes all the shoes in order is order but when there's one left shoe then one left shoe then one canvas then one slippers there's confusion there are still shoes there are still shoes that you can find and wear but they are mixed in a place of disorder and so things are not in their rightful place that is confusion and Bible says clearly that God is not an author of confusion if there's any confusion in your life listen to me it is not God working a miracle to teach you a lesson it is something that should leave your life amen Psalm 70 it says make haste Oh God to deliver me make haste to help me Oh Lord let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul let them be turned backwards and put to confusion them that desire my hurts amen confusion is something that God sends on people as a punishment it is not a, it is not something which you can see that it has happened to me no it is not a good thing at all it's like failing when you fail an exam it is something that is done to people who didn't learn when you learn well you never fail amen only when you don't learn then you may fail you may join those who have received a failure it, it is given to people who are not doing well in life and so confusion comes to those who are not pleasing God or are living a lives separated from God and the order is not there and so there must be no confusion in your mind no um, distortion of reality are, are you here this morning because confusion is when things are not clear when we come to church and we are preaching okay listen um, pay your tithes because Bible says that there must be meat in my storehouse is a simple clear instruction don't be confused that hey the pastor wants petrol he, he needs money to go and do something and so that's why he's preaching about tithe why, why are you confusing yourself amen oh I said amen why are you confusing yourself who mentioned petrol in the Bible take the Bible and see is the word petrol there or kerosene there's nothing there there's nothing there it says let there be meat in my storehouse there is a reason why God has given us uh, tithes and so you to stay with a simple understanding of things I, I saw a book by somebody he said that you don't have to pay tithes why because in the Bible you can pay offerings you can pay uh, um, pledges you can give donations he gave a lot of reasons I mean he gave a lot of reasons but I said but you missed one thing there is a scripture that says pay your tithes it's a simple scripture it says pay your tithes you have gone to a long way to explain to us why we should not pay 
is a very complicated analysis using Old Testament and New Testament law and grace and how right now we are under grace no compulsion I mean if you sin crack God will forgive you God used to kill now he doesn't kill again things are different now and so the tithe is no longer a requirement on the Christians of today a long discussion and I said why do you want such a complicated road when there's a simple road devoid of confusion pay your tithes I thought you'd clap amen because the result of confusion often ends up in that we fight ourselves often when there's confusion we end up fighting ourselves turn to first Samuel first Samuel chapter 14 and verse 6 and Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor come and let us go over unto the garrison of these uncircumcised it may be that the Lord will work for us for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few verse 13 and Jonathan climbed up upon his hands and upon his feet and his armor bearer after him and there fell and they fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer and his armor bearer slew after him and that first slaughter verse 14 which Jonathan and his armor bearer made was about 20 men within as it were half an acre of land verse 16 Jonathan and his armor bearer attacked the Philistines just the two of them and the watchmen of Saul in Gibeah of Benjamin looked and behold the multitude melted away and they went on beating down one another this is what happened among the Philistines and verse 19 and it came to pass while Saul talked unto the priest that the noise that was in the host of the Philistines went on and increased understand what is happening this is the enemy camp a whole army of Philistines who are gathered in a place and then two people Jonathan and his armor bearer they say let us go and try our luck let's see what God will do armor bearer follow me and he follows him and they go and they themselves they have managed to kill a few Philistines at the beginning they kill a few Philistines and it came to pass are you there verse 19 and it came to pass while Saul talked unto the priest that the noise that was in the host of the Philistines went on and increased and Saul said to the priest withdraw thy hand and Saul and all the people that were with him assembled themselves and they came to the battle and behold when they got there every man's sword was against his fellow when they got there the Philistines were fighting among themselves and there was a great slaughter and there was also a great discomfiture a great confusion a great disaster 
are you here this morning you see a couple a couple are a people that are working together on the same side such that are you here this morning i'm closing five minutes a couple are people who are working together such that they even use the same name they stop using separate names and they have one identity one name and we are together on the same side and it's the same thing for a church that we are together on the same side fighting an enemy the devil who is trying to spoil our children in our country and all mankind and the devil has risen up against us and, and I need a, I need a okay come I need a partner come and stand by me I need a partner too so this is my church this is my wife not my wife but this is this is my partner this is my church this is my team whatever you have this is my team but because it's a couple here so I've chosen to use a couple also we are on the same side and so we are fighting a common enemy yeah we are fighting and any enemy in front of us is in trouble because these are our fingers they are very wild look at the fingers very sharp let me see there's blood on her fingers there's blood there's blood there she has killed Mikra it's my ring Bring your fingers so we are very dangerous people let's go come on we are as we are coming we are taking territory and we are killing we are listen don't come and face us because we are wild her fingers in my fingers very wild and we are moving forward we have a common goal we are going straight there and so anybody you swing your finger anybody who's coming in this direction i'm sorry for you you will die just now and you will not go to heaven again you die just now but then confusion comes confusion means that our come back our straight path is no longer straight so we are still fighting it's our nature to fight we are still fighting and then in the confusion as we are moving like that our enemies who are in front of us suddenly in our confusion we change direction hey now where's the thing pointing at now it's pointing at me and she's still you see it's our nature to fight so we are still fighting so now she's cutting me with her blood fingers I was her friend I stood by her I supported her I I clothed her I did everything and I and we, we fought together but along the way our way got confused our eyes were closed your eyes and then we closed our eyes then we became confused and we're still fighting and then by mistakes we are now fighting each other that's the confusion that comes into your life it comes into your life and then you end up fighting your friend you end up fighting that is why you see a married couple nice man nice woman married five years seven years twelve years they are quarreling they are quarreling they were once lovers you will walk in the rain just to go in your last money which is hungry so guess 
then you give it to her then you walk home now because of confusion you have tend to fight your enemy you fight your friend it it is a sign of a devil talking to us are you here this morning if ever you find yourself fighting against your church or your pastor or somebody you love understand that a devil has gotten you confused otherwise how can you fight your friend how can you? it means one of you has changed direction that the order that was there before has changed and one of you has shifted slightly and a, a confusion has come in and now you are fighting your friend may that never be your story i said may you never fight the people that god has given you as loved ones how can you turn against somebody who you love and fight him cannot be the case amen let there be no confusion in this marriage let there be no uncertainty about who we are who loves us let it be clear to you from today forever that this is the choice nobody forced you i chose her there are many girls to the choir many girls it's not too late you can change your mind hey those who are single plenty the choir give me a wave there are many that quite uh, you wave uh, there are many there still it's not too late it will be too late in a few minutes but it is a choice we have made it's a decision we have taken are you here this morning are you here this morning let there be no doubt or confusion in our minds about the way we are living and working about the teams about our marriages about our friends about our pastors let your mind be settled be settled in your hearts hallelujah there's a last one fear let me give you an example fear makes you run away from something that is good that's all when adam was in the garden and god was walking and god said adam where are you adam was hiding from god who is better than God? Who can do you good more than God? I mean, where again can you receive blessings than God? But Satan had put fear. Listen, fear is not a normal thing. It's a spirit. Fear is a spirit. It's a spirit that makes you afraid of things you should not be afraid of. That's what the Bible says that fear not. It means your behavior can affect your fear. Fear not, always fear not, fear not, fear not. And he says that he was afraid and he hid himself. How can you hide when God is coming? Ask anybody, is it possible? Ask anybody, tap your neighbor, tap your neighbor, ask him, is it possible? God is coming to look for you and you are hiding. Ask anybody, what? God, me, I want God. And he's coming to you and you are hiding. Something is wrong in your head something is very wrong in your head that you are running away from such a rich generous powerful kind loving person like god he wants to come and be with you he said that what we will abide with you if any man keep my word we will abide with him and will make our home with him that's god talking he wants to come into your life and say that i don't want god you don't want god fear is making you run away I told the first service one of the amazing things which I see always is when I ask people 
to take an HIV test, a lot of people become afraid. HIV, ask about have you done it before? Will you do it easily? They don't want to do it. They don't want to do HIV test at all. Crack, 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 I will not do it. And my thinking is, you see, the test does not make you HIV positive. If you are, you are. If you are not, you are not. The test will only tell us what you are to confirm your suspicion or our suspicion. It doesn't make you anything. It tells what you are. And so, in actual fact, in actual fact, if you are, the earlier you find out, the better. The earlier, if you suspect that you could be or you have been, the earlier you do the test for your own sake, the better, so that you can start treatment early. I won't do it. Why? I'm afraid. You're afraid. You are afraid of the thing that will save your life. You are afraid of the test that will diagnose us to know your condition and then treat you so that you can live. I have friends who are HIV positive. For the past 15 years, she's, she's alive. She's looking. When you see her, you can easily marry her easily. Very beautiful girl, still alive. Still very, no, no disease, nothing. She has taken the medicine regularly for many, many years. When she first got it, she couldn't go. I used to go to the hospital for her. Hey, pastors. Then one day you leave me and go away. We used to organize to send somebody to go to the place and get the medicine for her because she was shy to go. I said, no problem, you will take it. You will take it. And she took it. She's still alive. But some have died. Then the diagnosis is to help you and save you from dying before your time. And when they have come now, I say, I'm afraid. Fear will make you run away from the thing that can bless you. Fear will keep you. Listen, hey, they, they say that don't show all your money to your wife. Oh, why? She'll chop your money for you. It's a very foolish way of thinking. Fear will make you draw a line. Hey, come again. Where are you? Fear. Fear will make you. Listen, this is the line. Instead of we are all here. Come and stand here. We are all on the cream towns. We are together very rich or we are all here on the great house we are together we are struggling that is okay but then sometimes you come and draw a line that you are here i am here we are on different lines by all means she will know that you are different from me by all means she will see you have by fear i'll keep my money i'll keep myself i'll keep things from here you have drawn a line it will spoil your relationship when fear enters and you draw a line, it will spoil whatever you are building. No matter how you build, it will come down. Are you here this morning? May nobody here be victim to the devil as he spoils your life through fear or doubt or confusion. May nobody ever give up a very good thing that God has given you to break a team, a partnership, a church commitment may you never fall victim to satan's lies may satan not deceive you by whispering into your ear things to make you turn around and walk away from him in the name of jesus join together stand to your feet
Shall we stand to our feet? This morning, I need somebody here to decide that I will make a commitment without doubt, without fear, and without confusion to Jesus. This morning, I want somebody who is here to decide that, listen, I have been around, I have walked, but I'm not sure that I'm born again. I'm not sure. If you're here, if it's you, it's you. I'm just preaching about somebody. And that person may be here and may be you. But you are here and you are not sure that if you die, you are going to heaven. You are here and you are not sure that God knows you personally. Many are in church and the pastor knows them. But the pastor does not have the power of heaven or hell. It is God. It is in the hands of God. It is salvation through the name of Jesus that saves us. And you are here this morning and you are not sure that you are born again. You are not sure that Jesus has entered your life. And you, are not, and you have never prayed the prayer of salvation. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head, every, you are here. And you are the person I'm describing. Please, do me a favor and lift your right hand. Lift your right hand. Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be sure that I know and he knows me as his child yes he came for a wedding but it doesn't matter You've, today you have heard the voice of God God is speaking to you you must be committed to him without doubt without fear without confusion in your heart and your mind and you need to understand that God is here to do you good not to fear him but to follow him anybody here just lift your right hand anybody here at all just your right hand over your head I want to follow Jesus thank you my brother I see your hand Thank you. Anybody else? I want to follow Je- I want to follow him. I want to be committed to him. Anybody else here? Thank you, my brother. I see your hand at the back there. Anybody else? A third person. Please, my brother, do me a favor. Just come to me. I'll pray with you right now. Please, just come. Anybody else? Just come. Just come. Make a commitment to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Oh, your clapping is not. Anybody else who this morning wants to commit himself to Jesus, that I will follow him. No doubts, no fear, and no confusion. I will serve him all the days of my life. I want us to pray. Please also pray with, pray with me and all of us who are here. Pray together also. Shall we pray? Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you came to earth to die to save mankind from our sins. By your blood, our sins are washed away. Lord Jesus, today add me to those you have saved. Include me to those whose sins are washed away Satan I will no longer be a part of your team I have joined the family of God I'm a member of the household of God and Jesus is now my Lord my master my savior and my friend Lord write my name in the book of life 
and prepare a place for me now when I die I will be with you in paradise thank you father for this great privilege of becoming your son bless and keep me always in Jesus name amen father thank you so very much for my brothers who stand here this morning to confess your name before this house and this in this church I pray God mark them with an indelible seal upon their hearts and upon their heads let their spirits belong to you change oh God their destiny in the name of Jesus let them walk a new path of blessing drawing ever closer to you keep them by the power of your word I cancel any backsliding and any turning away and rather let them oh Lord be people who are committed to you in this house or anywhere they may be in Jesus name Amen We believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International True Vine Cathedral located at Bamtama behind the Confident Eating Place. This and every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.